Hello, this is Jenny Nichols, and this is Local Share Green Action, a podcast where people share their stories about meaningful, planet-friendly work in their local communities. They share their paths of green action and the ways they have applied their own talents, interests, and all types of green projects, jobs, businesses, volunteering, and careers. Their adventures are inspiring and insightful, and how they overcome challenges reveal keys to more successful systems we can use in our own lives and communities. So today on our podcast, I'm speaking with someone who is directing a mobile market for a locally-based sustainable farmer's market. I'm speaking with Caroline Griffin. Caroline is a marketing professional turned food advocate. With over 12 years of experience in digital marketing and advertising, Caroline has let her passion lead her to what matters most, food and supporting local food systems. Originally from the Midwest, Caroline is a huge proponent of small organic local farms. After volunteering for a few nonprofits over the years, Caroline was a summer farmhand this past summer at Prema Farms and got her feet wet selling organic veggies at the busy summer farmer's market in Reno. She is now the director of a new mobile food market program that is the wave of the future for supporting local food systems. So welcome to the show, Caroline. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to speak with you and learn more about your path supporting local food systems and the mobile food market. So what planted the seeds for you to want to take some kind of green action in your life originally? Well, um... I'd have to say that I really got started learning about food from books. And it was way back when, um, when I was living and working in Chicago, you know, getting my career started in, in advertising and marketing. And honestly, it was on the bus every morning that I just started reading food books, um, like authors like Michael Paul and, and Mary, Marion Nestle, you know, all those great authors out there that intrigue you and tell you exactly how the food industry is run. Um, and that definitely opened my eyes about the destruction of on our environment, as well as our bodies, our health, labor laws, animal rights, everything across the board, food touches. And uh, that's basically what got my interest going was my own, you know, learnings through, through books. Um, so when you were a student, did you know what career you might want to have? I mean, I know you went into marketing um, and I'm guessing you worked in marketing for a while, but did you kind of always know that you wanted to do marketing and did you have any clue about aspects of the environment or concern for the environment? Like what prompted you to read those books originally maybe? Yeah. You know, I had, I had no idea. Um, I was kind of just trying to go with a career that you know, a good idea, something to make money, something to have nine to five, something to build, you know, your experience on. And I did enjoy marketing and advertising for some time, but I just felt like it wasn't my heart and my, my heart and passion was not into it. And it always was within, you know, the, the food industry. I'm, I'm thinking in the back of my head about all these things we don't know and how how awesome to share insight with people or to share or help others understand and or give them experience to understand. Um, so I think it was, you know, really wasn't until I was an adult and after I had many years working that I realized I woke up one day, I said, am I making a difference in this? Am I doing anything to help anyone or am I just a replaceable person sitting at a desk, <laughs> you know, making someone else money? 
like most of, you know, that's the way we live. And one thing happened after another, and I just was given the opportunity and I took it. So I think, I think what I did was just listen to my passion to try to change my gears and, and target to try to make a difference. And food is what I believe in a food system, like improving system. Nice. So when you said you worked for some nonprofits um, before, was it, did you work on farms or anything before you came to the Northern Nevada area or? No, I, um, yeah, I never worked at a farm until I moved out West. Um, The nonprofits I worked for were more like educational nonprofits, like uh, Food and Water Watch. They do a lot of great things for the environment. Um, I was helping to campaign to end fracking Gosh, back in 2010, 2011, they also, the founder of Food and Water Watch wrote a book called Foodopoly, Winona Howder. She's an amazing leader in this space. And he just kind of put everything into perspective. Um, So I was trying to, I did a couple publishing events for her to get the message out. But yeah, farming didn't come into place until uh, later on in my career, I just kind of really felt lost and what I was doing and I didn't feel happy. And then COVID came around and I was working from home and I started planting, actually I gardened a ton years prior, but then actually when I got laid off, I said, what do I want to do? And I said, I've always wanted to farm. So what are you going to do when you're on unemployment during COVID? Get outside, get in the sun, get in the dirt and really learn how to farm. And that was an amazing experience because you can learn about the food industry, but not until you actually know how it's created, how the vegetables are grown, how how it starts. It's not until you have that experience that you kind of have the full circle, I think. Excellent. So did you like answer an ad for a farm interning position or did you already know someone at Prima Farm or... Oh, it was a weird coincidence. Uh, Like I think a lot of things in life, when they happen with coincidences, you just kind of have to go with it and understand that might be your path. But my neighbor at the time was buying a CSA box from the farm and we were out mountain biking and she pointed way up over the hills and said, did you know there's a small organic farm across those mountain mountainous hills? I said, no way. She said, yeah, we get a box and it's the most delicious vegetables you'll ever have. I said, that's amazing because I love farming and I had no idea and just the whole idea. And then shortly after I laid off, why not reach out and just see if they need help? I, I started as a volunteer and I had marketing experience. So I reached out and said, hey, I know you're a small farm, but do you need advertising or marketing help or you know, anyone to dig around in the dirt with. And I had no idea that they were actually offering, you know, volunteer positions at the time. A lot of farms don't. And I just got really lucky, I think. Nice. nice. So, so what did you enjoy the most um, actually working on the farm when you got started? Um, I think the peace and serenity that comes with working on a farm, it's kind of a given. Um, most people would understand that you're working in the dirt, in the sun, outside. It's very therapeutic. I'd say that's the number one, but the, actually the most, most important aspect is learning how to grow these vegetables. It's not that difficult. 
It's the simplicity of it all. It's the beauty and the simplicity of it. And to know it's possible, even on a very small, uh, I mean, Prema Farms is two acres or less, and they do over 50 variety of organic vegetables that, you know, no chemical inputs, no tractors, you know, I just, I couldn't believe what we were, what we were able to produce and help get out in the community. And that, how simple yet easy it is, was the most inspiring aspect after, you know, after, oh, I love this. This is so enjoyable. This is so beautiful. It's like, no, this is real and this works and this can this can be a thing and this can happen throughout our community. So it was really inspiring. Yeah, that's, that's excellent. I'm sure not everybody is farming or able to farm that intensively, whether they don't, you know, maybe it sounds like what they're doing there is also, you know, they're doing a really good job of it. Yeah. There, there's a smart way to farm. And I'd say that Casey and Zach who head up Prema are just very intelligent and smart and motivated. And there's a formula and it's, you're able to do, you're able to make this work. It's, it's amazing. There's a, you can replicate their farm across any area and they, and they talk about it. And that's, that's also very inspiring. They say, we would love to see 10 other farms like this doing what we're doing. And then, then imagine our food system, our local food system here. Definitely. So, so how was it running a booth at the farmer's market? Um, it was, it was pretty interesting. It was definitely my first time doing something so intense. Uh, I'd say the Shirley's summer um, farmer's market is the most popular one in Reno and is so busy. Um, it's so hot. <laughs> um, Prema Farms has a very popular booth there as well. So it's like a nonstop line. And it was, it was quite the experience. I consider myself a hard worker. Um, I, I was really tired at the end of the day, but I loved it. I loved every aspect of it. Um, you get to talk about the vegetables that you grow, that you've tasted for the first time that season that you've packed and you can hand them to people and see that look in their eye of, wow, this looks amazing. Or, oh yeah, I want to try that. Or you can describe it like for the first time. And um, I tried a lot of different kinds of varieties, vegetables too, because not only because I was growing them, but I was selling them. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was a very rewarding experience. I would do it in a heartbeat again. It's a lot of work though. I mean, depends on the market you're in. Shirley's is very popular. And then Prema's tent was also very popular. So it was just very, very busy and hot in the summer, but. <laughs> I would imagine. Um, so how has your background in marketing and advertising maybe given you a unique perspective in the local food systems? Um, let's see. I would, I would say I feel like when I was in traditional marketing and advertising, working for large agencies, I saw a lot of kind of what goes into it um, from the back end, um, not just from like logo design or branding, but advertising overall. And it really does shape what we think about things and how we think about things, um, how we see things. And that can have a huge impact on our food and our food choices. And so the education and awareness that I want to spread now, now that I'm on the other side of things, I, kind, I have this passion where to tell people how it really is how the food we're eating is not good for us, how it's all processed, how it's boxed, how it's marketed, how we're lied to. 
in a lot of ways and how easy it is to eat real, healthy, organic food for our bodies as well as for the environment. Um, these are things people don't talk about and marketing tends to kind of cover it up and create a different story that we believe. It's been a very interesting experience, but my passion is to kind of bridge that divide and you know bring people over to the other side, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, definitely. So how have local producers felt about a new mobile market system? Could you maybe explain a little bit more about what a mobile food market is and how it works? Sure. Yeah. So our mobile market um, is a unique. Um, we did design it after another nonprofit in the East Coast, which is very successful. And but they do things a lot differently as well in, in other ways. But essentially, it's taking your main market and expanding it out um, as an extension during the same time as the main market. So instead of just having one market that everyone has to go to, you can expand it out to three or four different locations within the same time frame. And they're smaller markets, obviously, but they have the same product and vendor product and produce that the main market has. So you're giving access to more people in your community, to additional neighborhoods, um, and you're selling more product. You're supporting more local producers because not only can they sell at the main market while they're there physically, you, your volunteers, and your workers are at three other places selling their same product. So it's a win-win for the consumers, producers, the community in general. People are having access to healthy, organic, in-season vegetables that are super fresh. And, you know, they might not want to make it all the way down to the market, but they have a small pop-up just down the road, why not go get some fresh bread, a bunch of vegetables, some honey and some spices from your local, you know, Reno chili spice guy. There's so many options. It's, it's just, it's really fun to kind of bring that to the community. Yeah. So how do you like get the word out of where, like, is it going to be the same place each week? Places? Yeah. So we're, we are at the same location every week, and that's kind of part of the marketing. There's not a ton of advertising marketing budget currently with this program. So one thing we want it to be easy to remember and to know, it's always going to be the same um, satellite market locations. And they're all at public parks, so they're easy to find. Um, and that way people can, you know, oh, Canyon Creek is in the northwest of Reno, so I know I can go there every Saturday to get my fresh, freshly baked bread and vegetables or just go pick up my um, pre-purchased market box. Nice. And I don't think I mentioned that, but the market box is basically like a CSA box um, or a, you know, a pre-purchased um, box of uh, produce, like a variety of produce. And that's all from the market or from regional sources that we put together ahead of time. Nice. Now, um, the thing that I that I've heard is that maybe in a typical or in some other CSAs, it's all of the produce is coming from one farm. But um, I understand that this is, you know, coming from a greater number of local producers. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. Um, and I think that's what makes it unique and fun and really more of a market style box. Uh, most boxes, like you said, are come from one farm and you get what they have currently at that time. 
Well, our whole vision and goal is to continue to support a variety of farmers in the area to grow their, to help them scale, essentially, to help them grow you know, bigger and have more variety. And so if we can sell whatever anyone has, be it, you know, carrots from one farm and spinach from another and turnips from the third farm, we can create a box yet support multiple producers all at once. On top of that, we can sell them at the booth. So if the farmer doesn't say have enough to have their own booth at the market, they can give us whatever they want to sell, say it's only five pounds of something to the market and we'll get cut them their checks. So it's kind of a win-win because they don't have to meet a minimum necessarily. Um, and they can just give us what they have and we get it out to the community. Nice. So how have the local producers themselves felt, uh, felt about the new mobile market system? The local producers so far absolutely love it. It, like I mentioned previously, it really is just a way to extend selling their products. So no, you know, they're, they're selling the products in the main market, but we're also selling it at three additional markets at the same time. And really it's a win-win. Everyone's loving it so far. It's been amazing. And to have their products against other local products at the same time, and to represent your city and your region in one booth, it's, it's a prideful moment too. Be like, look at us, look at what we have to offer. And um, all these items that a lot of people have never seen before because these producers don't have the funds to get them in stores or advertise them or um, whatnot. And yeah, it's, it's, I think it's been a great relationship. Excellent. And are some of those like urban farmers or are they? Yeah, absolutely. From all over, from in the city, from outside the city. I mean, for uh, one example, we have an urban uh, mushroom grower. <laughs> he grows indoors in the city and he is very popular. A lot of chefs have reached out to him. He's selling to restaurants and he's selling to the co-op now, but he just gives us whatever, you know, excess mushrooms he has. And we sell the sell those at all the markets and it gets people talking, you know, like, oh, there's a local mushroom grower here. Yeah. Oh, well, how, how does it work? And is it organic? And how do they taste? And, oh yeah, he sells them at the co-op. So just starts these amazing conversations about, you know, the possibilities of being a producer and, and growing and scaling. And he's going to have a main uh, booth soon at the market because of us, because we're able to support him as he's scaling. And we're also starting those conversations within the community. So um, more chefs are talking to him and yeah. Nice. So what are some of the ways that you and others are enjoying the rewards of your efforts? Uh, it's quite rewarding to actually work the market because we get to taste the product afterwards. Um, all volunteers and anyone that works the the market gets to take a large market box home at the end, um, as well as any leftover bread. Uh, we've worked it out with our baker that he's going to bake as much as he thinks he will sell. And if it doesn't sell, we hand it out to all our volunteers. And it's, I know it sounds simple, but it's so amazing to get like a huge loaf of bread every week um, for free. <laughs> um, that's probably one of the best, like from a personal speaking standpoint and from the volunteers, but also you know, just, just selling these, this 
product to the public and, and talking about where it comes from and how it's grown and then hearing their feedback about how fresh it is and um, you know how, how they're trying new varieties. And it's all part of the education of why is it important to grow and eat local and regional produce. It's because it's so much better for us. It's so much better for the land. It's so much better for the, the farmers. Like they get a fair price. Like there's so many things to talk about with the public and with, with, these, with these customers. So that's, that's a huge aspect. That's a huge benefit as well. And seeing their eyes and seeing their reaction when they, when you talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I would imagine it's also like, more affordable because you don't have the middleman, so to speak. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So um, the goal is to have it just be direct, direct from farm to market, like any farmer's market. We are, we do work with like a, a local distributor that helps us get when it's beyond Reno or our, you know, direct area. And that's helpful, but um, we are working for definitely like yeah, there's going to be some some variances on on how to make that work. Right now, I am driving to different farms and driving to make sure the produce gets delivered and put in cold storage. But um, we're you know we're working out all of that, um, all of the logistics. So how, how about your volunteers? Like, where did you acquire your volunteers? Um, I'd say word of mouth, social media, friends of friends. We have put out a couple, quote unquote, social ads um, just from social media that has helped a lot. But we also, you know, the the main farmer's market, Riverside Farmer's Market has a great following, a lot of people who are passionate about food. And so we've worked within that community to to do our best to find volunteers. Granted, volunteers are going to come and go. So that's another, you know, challenge of mine is to make sure we have a big enough pool and we're, you know, engaging the community as much as possible to keep people, you know, helping out and not everyone can help out every weekend. So if they can't help out, I often say, well, do you know anyone that can? (laughs) And the more people that help out and the more involved, that's the better because then they share the awareness and the word about all this goodness that's coming into play. And um, I do want to say on a side note that it's not just our market that brings these goods, you know, to the community. There's other farmers markets out there. And the goal is really to work together and spread this message at a community level and to work across the board and have, you know, the community excited about local food in general. It's not just our market, but the more volunteers that we have involved, the, you know, the more people talking and, and that are going to be involved within the community of, of buying and selling local goods. So are you also like helping to address some of the problems with like what we call food deserts, areas where there's just not a lot of access to fresh? Yes, Yes, absolutely. That was a primary goal of um, this was grant based to begin with. And that was one of our our main targets. Um, We have applied for EBT and SNAP and we know that's going to take a little bit of time to kick in. But before then, we did get a grant uh, that allowed us to hand out um, 100 boxes within three weeks to new neighborhoods that hadn't seen fresh vegetables. So one of our neighborhoods specifically is in such a food desert that I can only see, you know, a tiny corner convenience store 
snack, you know, probably sells just processed chips and <laughs> soda pop or whatever. And so it's really important to us to keep that location and to build a gift box program um, so that we can we can grow that list of people receiving free boxes, you know, no questions asked. We allow anyone to sign up no matter what situation they're in, um, especially with COVID and, you know, people being between jobs or some people just really need it. And so growing that as well as the addition of uh, EBT and SNAP benefits is going to be huge for us because we want to make sure it hits the entire audience, not just those who can afford a $25 box, but those who want to use their benefits to pay for one or those who can't afford it, but, you know, still would like a healthy organic box of vegetables. Right. Yeah. Well, that definitely sounds like enjoying rewards of your efforts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So if your ideas and your experience and your wisdom were all wrapped up into seeds of potential action that you could give to others, what advice would you give to someone that might be considering work like this in another area in the, in the country? Um, let's see. My advice would be to use the experience that you do have combined with your passion and your knowledge and your network. Um, reach out to the people around you. Find out what's already going on in your area and do to, to fight for what you believe in and to try to create something that you want to see. I mean, life is way too short <laughs> for all of us. I mean, as most of us know. Um, I feel like all of us should be out there fighting for what we want to see change. And if there's anyone out there that feels that way, that's passionate about the food we put in our bodies and how we grow it and what it's doing to our environment or the animals or, you know, any, like anything, (laughs) um, do something about it, get out there and be the change and why not just go after it. And, you know, You'll figure it out financially, eventually. Um, I am. I'm going to. I'm going to figure it out. You know, we're all smart. We're all motivated, and just work within your network of friends and professionals, and uh, try to try to make some change. Nice. So, what resource, maybe a book or website or film, has been particularly helpful or informative? Oh boy, that's a good. That's a good question. Um, I have a lot of favorite books. I would say for the easiest resource for people who want to watch something that's easy and you can absorb all the facts all once about the food industry in in particular. Um, I felt like food Inc had a great impact. Um, and I know for a fact that all of the, you know, statistics and everything it described is still very true. And, you know, that came out what eight years ago or so it's still all fact. So um, I'd say Food Inc. was one of my favorite documentaries. Um, Michael Pollan has amazing books, beautifully written. Mark Bittman just came out with a new book, uh, Animal Vegetable Junk. (laughs) And he supposedly, I just started reading it, but it's supposedly a history of food from sustainable to suicidal is how he describes it. And I think he goes through the whole history of where we got today with our food industry. But gosh, there's so many resources out there that all those authors and leaders really inspire me. I'd say just start start reading a couple and, and looking around. And, you know, I would love to start a book club. Honestly, in our, I might do that. 
at the farmer's market. It was like, why not give people a good list of things to read and, and talk about. So how can um, people in the Northern Nevada community support the mobile? Um, you can either shop, you can volunteer. <laughs> if you're a producer, um, you can provide your, provide your products, like apply to sell your products through us. Um, we really accept any way anyone to get involved. I mean, it's a community effort, really. If you don't want to volunteer physically, if you have experience uh, in any other, you know, fundraising or um, marketing or uh, community outreach or event production, any of it, I would welcome it. Yeah. So how um, should people contact you to sign up or to learn more? The best way to reach me is info at renomobilemarket.com. You know, renomobilemarket.com is the main website and and, um, info at renomobilemarket is the the email. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to share that with us and uh, really excited that that this is really, it seems like the wave of the future for farmers markets and mobile markets um, across the country, hopefully. I hope so too. Thank you so much for highlighting our mobile market as well. And thank you for everything that you do with Go Green. It's, it's pretty amazing. Thanks for joining us for Local Share Green Action. Until next time, let's all use our unique talents and abilities and take meaningful green local action that benefits the planet and people. 